Hi, my name is Kirk Kinder, and this is Saving Yourself from Wall Street, the podcast for people who want to avoid Wall Street's sales tactics, high cost, and conflicted advice so they can take control of their financial life. So let's get to it. In this week's episode of the Saving Yourself from Wall Street podcast, we talk to Rocky Lalvani, the founder of Profit Comes First. At Profit Comes First, Rocky teaches business owners how to make more profit and improve cash flow by changing the way they look at their cash, expenses, and profit. By leveraging proven principles, including Parkinson's Law, the Pareto Principle, and the Power Compounding, Rocky shows business owners a new way to business success. He's going to dig into his system today so you can learn how to better manage your business cash flow. And even if you don't own a business, you're going to be able to apply these principles to your personal financial life. With that, here's my interview with Rocky Lalvani. All right, Rocky, well, welcome to the show. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me, Kirk. Excited to be here with you today. Yeah, I was excited after we chatted a little bit, uh, just how different your approach is to what probably most business owners do. So, you know, maybe if you could start off, just tell me a little bit about like, how do most business people approach their their business finances and then what's kind of different with you so you know i i found out that most business owners don't understand the business of business which really shocked me i'm like wait a minute how can this be you you started a business surely you must understand business and the reality is most of them don't and they don't talk about it and i'm like why is this and then i realized it they're not accountants and they don't want to be accountants. And so that's the underlying problem, I think, right? They they want to go do the parts of the business that they love. And accounting is the end of the list. Okay. And there's there's a couple of reasons for that too. Um, part of it is is that accounting is looking in your rearview mirror. And most business owners are hard charging forward. They don't care what the financial reports came out from their accountant, you know, from a week and a half, a a month and a half ago. And they're like, I don't care what happened a month and a half ago. I need to know what I need to know today looking forward. And so I think a lot of them struggle because of that. And so I partnered up with Mike Michalowicz, who's actually the creator of Profit First. And Mike was this kind of business owner, too. He always said that um, profit was an event, not a habit. And what we did was say, no, 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 no. He said, profit should be a habit, not an event. So he he sold his company. He walked away with seven figures and he immediately lost it all. Like within two years, he made bad business decision after bad business decision to the point that they're repoing the cars and coming after the house. And he's like, clearly, I'm not as smart as I thought he was. You know, what's the problem and how do we fix this? Okay. Um, There's a lot of background on your side. Uh, There's some folks in our office. I think it's a little loud right now, but (laughs) sorry about that. No, that's okay. I just wanted to make sure you knew it. That's all. Um, 
So the first problem is accountants do things based on accounting standards. And so they follow something called generally accepted accounting principles gap. And the gap formula for profit is sales minus expenses equals profit. Well, where does that leave profit? It's a leftover. It's an afterthought. And what Mike said is, let's create a formula for business people. Sales minus profit equals expenses. Let's take our profit first and let's constrain our expenses and how much we spend. So that was kind of a, an eye-opening type of visualization of changing the way you do it. Now, if you're, if you're not a business owner, you've always heard of pay yourself first, right? Give every dollar a job, um, you know, put your savings ahead first. It's that same principle, but they're applying it to the business and making sure that your business also spends less than it should. So one of the underlying principles of this whole thing is, is called Parkinson's law. Are you familiar with it? Cause most people aren't. I wasn't familiar with it until you sent me some information on it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Parkinson's law basically states that we will use up all of an allocated resource. So if you come to me and say, well, I have a project and it's going to take three weeks. Well, it takes three weeks. If you say I have a project and I need this in three hours, we get it done in three hours. In the same way you come with a project and say, well, what's your budget? Well, it's 50,000. You'll spend 50,000. But if you say my budget is 5,000, you'll find a way to get it done for 5,000. And it's basically you become more resourceful. We tell business owners, you don't need more resources. You need to be more resourceful. And people see the same thing. It's lifestyle inflation, right? No matter how much I make, it seems like I'm always spending a little bit more. Well, the same thing happens in the business. And so you've got to limit and constrain yourself in the business. And so Mike essentially created a system to constrain yourself in the business. So a lot of your listeners might know Dave Ramsey and they've heard of the envelope system where, you know, you get your money and you give each dollar a job and they would put the rent in one envelope and the food, you know, money in another envelope and utility money. Well, he took that same system and he adapted it for businesses. So he creates five bank accounts. The first one's your income account. So all your money comes into your income account. So you know how much money is coming in. The next account is your profit account because we're taking profit first. The next account is owner's pay because most business owners pay themselves last and they always put everyone else before them, which is wrong, right? You're the business owner. You took the risk. You should put your pay before everyone else. You need to be on a solid foundation in order to run your business. The next account is tax because we owe taxes. It's the government's money and we forget yeah. about it. Yeah. You know, business owners have to pay their taxes, you know, a lot of times at the end of the year, unlike the rest of us, you know, if you've got a paycheck and it's being taken out and it's that same principle of taking the, the taxes out of your paycheck. And then the last one is your, your expense account, your operating expenses. So mm -hmm. all the money comes into the income account. On a regular basis, we allocate it based on set percentages to profit, owner's pay, tax, and expense. Now, when you look at your expense account, you know how much you truly have available to spend, and you've already covered the big things, which is taking care of yourself and the government. Okay. 
Great. So you 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 don't have just one for profit. You have profit plus owner's right. pay. Okay. Yeah. So there's two, and here's the reason why. As the as the owner of the business, right? You're also an employee of the business. You're doing work, and you should be fairly compensated for that. But you also own the business. You put capital in. Should you not be compensated? as a business owner for owning a business. So in other words, if I were to go invest on Wall Street, right? I buy a business, I get rewarded for that with dividends and with price growth. What we're basically doing here is allowing the small business owner to take a large dividend from his company. And he deserves it and she deserves it. They should be paid for what they do as a investor in the business. Okay, that makes total sense. So, you know, the first thing that, probably would jump up for most business owners is, okay, how do you do this when you're first getting started? When, when you know you may not have any profit for a couple of years, how does that work? You went into business to be profitable. You should be profitable day one. It is a habit. Make it a habit of being profitable, even if it's only 1%. So if you're a startup, what we recommend is you have your seed money. Keep your seed money separate. Okay, draw from it as you need it. But every time you have to draw from your seed money, you're physically doing it. It's making it visceral. You know, you're spending down your seed money. All the revenue coming into your business, you put into the profit first system and you start doing your allocations so that you cover your pay, you cover your, your things. And as your business grows, you're doing percentages. So your pay grows as your business grows, your profit grows as your business grows, and your expenses grow as your business grows. Too often we see this big pile of money and we spend without thinking, we overspend in our business. And this is really designed, we tell business owners, stop spending so much, constrain your spending. And new business owners are horrible at this because they think they have to spend money to make money. No, you don't have to spend money to make money. Find a better way. You, you know, at this point of the game, you have more time than you do money. So use your time to figure out better, faster, cheaper ways to do it. Okay. So, so you don't set right from the start, like, all right, 30% profit margin. You understand that there's going to be smaller, but you just want to get into the routine of doing that. Correct. So we tell people if if you're just starting out and you don't have profit, start with 1%. And then next quarter up at 1%. And the following quarter up at 1%. You, you're not going to miss a dollar out of 100. And if you take these little baby steps at the end of two years, you have an 8% profit margin. Because it's you're supposed to be, you're in business to be profitable. Make it a habit. Okay. Because you, you, you talked about when we first met, you, you said, you know, a lot of business owners just look at what's the balance in my account. And if they have it, they spend it. So is that? Yeah. Okay. And so now what you're looking at, when you look at your bank balance, you, you've already paid yourself. Okay. You've already taken your profit. You've already covered your taxes. And now you don't have to worry. I can tell you when tax time comes for business owners that use this system, they hate paying taxes, but they can stroke a check and they've got the money saved. So it's not the frustrating tax time that it usually is when most business owners are freaking out. And Paul started up in 2020 
He started at the beginning of the year, just like you talked about. He's taken quarterly profit distributions because it was his business plan. His business plan said, I'm profitable. Hopefully your business plan says you're going to be profitable, right? Yeah, and yeah. he's created the habit of taking his profits. Okay. Um, so when you work with business owners, you usually find like what kind of results do they get when they work with you? Like, what's so a typical, well, typical yeah. thing that you see? Number one, most business owners don't even know where their money's going. Just like people, like the month ended, where did all my money go? I have no clue. Business owners are the same way because we are people. So the biggest thing I do for business owners, number one, we define what do you want? We create targets. I'm sure you do the same thing for your clients. Where do you want to go? Once you have a target, it's much easier to get there. We can say no to a lot of things instead of chasing every shiny object. And then I go in and I look at their finances and I challenge them on all their spending. Why are you spending money on this? They're like, oh, I stopped using that two years ago. Are we still paying that bill? Mm. <laughs> I see you smiling. You get yeah. it, right? Yeah. We forget about things. And then sometimes I think business owners overspend on certain things. They don't realize that there's a cheaper way to get it done. So I see how other business owners do it. I'm like, hey, you're doing X and you're spending a lot on it. I've got business owners doing the same thing for half of what you're spending. Let's find a way to cut your costs. And so that's a big thing that I do. We create the time and the space to work on our business instead of in our business. Okay, great. Uh, and, and how do you actually like, so what is the mechanics like during the month? Like you mentioned at the beginning, you get your statements and that's showing you what happened last month or last quarter. How's the business owner know, okay, as I'm progressing this month with the operations? Like, so mo most business owners aren't looking at their accounting software or reports. They're looking yeah. at their bank balance. Yeah. Right. So we've set up all these bank accounts, depending on the business, they do their allocations either once a month, once a week or twice a month. Okay. Based on what kind of rhythm works for them. So if a business owner is doing his allocations, when he does his allocations, he knows how much he has to spend. Let's say he does it twice a month. Okay. For the next two weeks, this is what I have to spend. Okay. This is what's available to spend. Doesn't mean you have to spend it, but this is my available pool to spend. And then they write out their checks and they'll know pretty quickly then, uh-oh, I just wrote out all my checks. I did my allocation. I paid my upcoming bills. There's not much left. All right, we're not spending money for the next two weeks. Okay, wow. Um, and then, so do you find that most of the business owners really like this system or do they still have a problem and at least in the beginning they overspend? So I tell my clients, it's going to take two years, okay. probably depending on where you're at. For most clients, I tell them it's going to take two years to get from where you are to where you want to be. Some people can do it faster, but it, it takes time to move your business. It takes time to get out of contracts. It takes time to raise prices. It takes time to, you know, to do all of this stuff. And the other thing is you can't shock your business. Because if you shock your business, it'll everything will freak out. So we tell people to slowly 
do these types of steps to build their business appropriately. We don't want you to shock it. So this is not an overnight success story. It takes time. It took you time to get in the mess that you're in today. It's going to take you time to get out of it. It's the same thing with personal finance, right? Sure. It takes time to make those changes. And if you make them abruptly, you tend not to follow through. And we want you to be consistent. We want you to follow through. We want you to have success. And in order for that to occur, it just takes time. It's just the reality of the situation. Okay. And then, you know, you talked about this at the beginning of the interview, how you, you know, the lifestyle creep. Um, so as the business starts to get more and more profitable, do you then also implement, okay, now this isn't coming into your, it's not going from your profit to personal bank account or, or uh, business owner pay, we're going to put in a retirement plan or we're going to, I mean, I mean, you start to implement some of that to. So I'm not an investment person. Okay. What we do is we tell them to take their profit out of their business and use it to build multiple streams of revenue. Okay. So Good. they might go invest in real estate. They might start another business. They might, again, after consulting with their tax professional and their financial advisor, we I tell them to build retirement savings outside their business because most businesses don't survive. We all face storms. Sure. And so if you've built wealth outside your business, then it doesn't matter if your business goes down. You can survive the storms. And so from that standpoint, I think it's extremely important that you you build wealth outside your business so that if if you get hit with a storm, you can survive it. If you decide, you know, you've got a pain in the butt customer, you can fire them because you have financial strength to be able to do that. You don't have to service everyone. Okay. So what's a typical experience? All right, I'm a business owner. I come to you. I, you know, I know I need some help. Uh, my income and profits are erratic. How do you go about implementing the profit first system with them? So basically what I do is upfront, I will sit down with a business owner and I will look at where they are today. And I don't even charge to do this. I just will sit down and look because the first question we need to answer is, can I help you? And can I bring you value? Because if I can't deliver, I'm not a cost center, I'm a revenue center. And if I can't deliver you revenue after looking at your finances, I will fire myself before I let you hire me. Okay. So the first thing I do is get a picture of where you are today. What does it look like? I compare it to what Mike says you should be. And then I look to say, can I get you there? And if I think I can, then I will, I will give you a proposal and say, this is, this is what it looks like. Business owners generally meet with me once or twice a month and we get together. I tell them what's going on. So I explain their numbers to them in plain speak, no accounting gobbledygook. I ask them great questions, which allow them to work on their business. And then, then they go out and they've got action plans of what they need to do over the next few weeks in their business to either uncover something or take action on something. So 
you know, most business owners are lonely. They have no one to talk to, nobody who understands them, no one who understands their business. So they've got accountability. They've got the space to work on their business instead of in their business. We're focused on action steps of what you can do today to become more profitable. Okay. Interested. You bring up the point about, you know, business owners being alone. I, I don't know if you saw it. They just asked Elon Musk, like, what words of encouragement can you give an entrepreneur? And he said, if you need words of encouragement, don't be an entrepreneur. <laughs> so that was it. It's a being an entrepreneur is a difficult business. Sure. Um, sure. It's just the reality of it. Yeah. And so whatever you can do to fix that, I think is, is important. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always tell business owners, you know, you're going to have days where you feel you've got the world by the tail and there's other days you're going to think you made the worst financial mistake of your life. And sometimes that could happen within an hour of each other. You know, It does. So yeah, <laughs> It's like this. And, and that's a lot of what I do is I give them that space to help them through that. Okay. It sounds like the system is set up to make sure that instead of the really big ones, it might just be more of a, a slow wave rather than a huge. Correct. So what I'll do for some of every business owner is different. Everyone's got different things going on for businesses that are like this. We'll put a system in to be like this. We can build that system in it takes time but we can build it. The other thing we can do is forward forecast for you. Okay. So like I've got one client who, who's got to make large orders and then it's lag shipping time and, and then they got to pay for them up front. So we forecast out for months. What does it look like? When is the appropriate time to take action so that you have the product when you need it? And how do we pay for that product up front? Okay, that makes sense. Um, and then have you ever seen, like, sometimes I'll see business owners come in and they've got, they're using their personal checking or a personal credit card. I mean, do you ever, do you see folks come in like that and just. Not my clients, but yes. Okay. 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 Yeah. <laughs> um, my clients are a bit larger, so they, they've gotten through that part of it, but okay. you do not want to commingle. Sure. your business and your personal. One of the biggest things is, is if you miss a tax deduction, you're going to pay an extra 30 cents to the government maybe because you forgot to take that deduction. That's a severe penalty for not keeping things separate upfront, separate business accounts, separate business credit cards. Yeah. Like you've oh. got to keep your stuff separate. It's super important. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so at what point would a business owner probably think that they need to like reach out to you? You know, at what so, point are they too small? At what point are they like finally getting to where, okay, I need, I need this system. So part of what I look at is I need to be able to generate enough profit for them to be able to afford my fees okay, and to make that investment. Otherwise it's not worth hiring me. So what I say to most business owners, my target market is about a half million to 5 million in revenue. Okay. Sometimes there are people below that target, but they have high profit margins or they should have high profit margins. And so it's easy to make that case. For, for those who aren't at that, there's a couple things they can do. They can listen to my podcast. It's free. I don't, everything you hear on the podcast is exactly what I tell my clients. So 
you just don't have the accountability in the person standing next to you. Okay. I do have a effortless cash flow course, which will walk you through it. They can read Mike's book, go buy the profit first book, read it and implement it. Um, the reason people hire me is because their business is big enough that they want to focus on other parts of their business, but they know somebody needs to help them always be profitable. Okay. Okay. If you're in the startup stage, it, I can't generate enough revenue. I'll fire myself before. I... Okay. Okay. Well, great. So, so you mentioned some of these avenues. C can you give us the information for your podcast and, and how could they find that course if they wanted to, to do that? Yeah. So the podcast is called Profit Answer, man. Okay. And my website is profitcomesfirst.com. And if you go to the website, you'll find links to everything. Okay. So make okay. it nice and easy for you. Great. And we've got, I do a lot of teaching on the podcast. So you can listen and learn. And if you're a smaller business owner, at least get started. You can do this yourself. Okay. Well, great. All right, Rocky. Well, I, I really appreciate your time. And uh, are, are any other ways you want folks to get a hold of you? Twitter or... Or is it best just to go right to the website? <laughs> go to the website, send okay. me an email. Emails okay. get answered. Everything else gets lost. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> in Excellent. the world, you know? And um, and there's links, I think, on the website. You can even book a call with me. If you want to chat, just let's get on the phone. Let's talk. Okay. Fantastic. You know, I don't do hardcore sales. As you've seen right here, I'm trying to push people away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And can you work with people all over the country? Yeah, I have I have people. All over the country, I have international clients too. Okay. So right. it doesn't matter. We work okay. on Zoom and this is essentially how we meet. We meet on Zoom and yeah, I don't care where you are. As long as we can find an appropriate matchup of time zones, Okay. we're good to roll. Okay, great. Okay, well, again, thanks so much for your time, Rocky. I, I really appreciate it. And this is fantastic, fantastic information for anybody that's in business for themselves. And thank you so much for having me, Kirk, today. It was a pleasure to join you, and I had a lot of fun. Hopefully, we got some people to start being more profitable. There you go. Absolutely. Well, that's it for this episode of the Saving Yourself from Wall Street podcast. I appreciate you stopping in. As always, you can find our podcast, along with other articles and videos, at savingyourselffromwallstreet.com. And now, the lawyers say hi. Saving Yourself from Wall Street is hosted by Kirk Kinder. Kirk Kinder is the owner of Picket Fence Financial, a fee-only financial planning firm. Picket Fence Financial is regulated by the states of Maryland and Florida in accordance and in compliance with securities laws and regulations. Picket Fence Financial does not render or offer to render personalized financial or tax advice through the Saving Yourself from Wall Street podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.